0: Welcome to the First Prez podcast, which features the message from this past Sunday's worship. If you would like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, 10, and 11 o'clock. You can learn more about First Prez at wwwfirst presidentorg Whew! I could feel the breathing feels like there's some celebration in the house of the Lord this morning, isn't there? Hey, open your Bibles if you would, and we want to, uh, to read from the final chapter of 1 Thessalonians this morning as we conclude our series on the church embedded. And we're talking today about embedded by the power of the Holy Spirit. So read with me, if you would, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 to 24. Now, hear the word of the Lord. Now, we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Lord, thank you for your word. We pray that you'd open our hearts to receive your word and to come to your table with joy this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, back to the top of that passage, now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard, in love, because of their work. Boy, that's my favorite Bible passage. (laughs) Honor your pastor. You should all memorize that. You know, this week marks one year of my being lead pastor of First Presbyterian Church. (laughs) Come on now, we have to do it again. It does, it marks one year. Thank you for that, my goodness. And, and what I need to say is exactly that. I'm just moved and touched by how you have acknowledged me, blessed me, blessed my family, Abigail, my children. We've all felt so blessed and so warmly welcomed and acknowledged by this church, knowing that the, the work that we do is, uh, is challenging. It's not always easy. In my last church, I would travel between the church and a group of hospitals called Pill Hill. And between Pill Hill and, uh, and our church was, was Arby's corporate headquarters, and sometimes on days when I was a little tired and a little frustrated, which you'd get a little tired and frustrated, I had a little dialogue with the Lord as I was driving by Arby's headquarters, and I'd say, Lord, you know I could sell some roast beef sandwiches. I mean, I could pull right in there, work nine to five, it'd be so much easier. And the Lord would say, you know, Tim, do you love me? feed my sheep, and I don't mean roast beef sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) So we go back to the Bible, we open the Word, we study, we find the message, and we bring it to the people of God, and I tell you, I wouldn't have it any other way. It is such an honor, and thank you for for acknowledging the work. Now, after running a lap with you for a full year, you know, a a year is kind of a, a lap around the track, I can say to you, I knew it, but I can say with confidence, This is a great church. This is an amazing church. What God is doing here is profound. And I'm not just talking about the 144 years of faithful history that we see on the video. That's wonderful. But what I'm talking about, I'm talking about you. The gifts and the experiences that God has gathered right here, right now is amazing. And I believe that God is about to do something, something enormous and beautiful right here. I believe this church is, is about to grow stronger and fuller, exercising greater influence, reaching more souls than ever before. There's something happening in the city. This city is the, the 40th largest city in America, and people are moving back downtown in droves. Now, most cities have lost their downtown churches, but not Colorado Springs. We're here, we're right here, and so are other healthy churches. And so, there's something that God is doing here that can be very, very big. Imagine a body of believers worshiping downtown in a city, a body so large that the city takes notice, a body so large that it alters the culture of a city, that the reputation of Christianity is altered, that the nation sees a city changed, and Colorado Springs becomes a model for the restoration of human flourishing in a partnership of churches to the glory of Jesus Christ. Would you like to be part of something like that? Imagine something like that. Imagine God doing something enormous and beautiful through you. It can happen, it is possible. It has happened before by the power of the Spirit. Today's Pentecost Sunday. It's the day that we recognize the birth of the church. We celebrate the birth of the church, not first pres, uh, the birth of the the church, the church universal, the church Catholic as we say in the creed, not Roman Catholic, that's one, one branch of the body, but Catholic meaning universal in all times, in all places, the church. It was born when the believers were gathered in Jerusalem. And they were gathered to celebrate a festival called Pentecost. It's a festival of the Word. They were celebrating the Word of God. And as they celebrated the Word of God that had been given to the people of God as a gift, as they celebrated the Word, the Spirit blew down like fire. And it transformed the people. The Spirit of God can transform you. The Spirit of God can make you an entirely different person tomorrow than you are today. It would be the same body, the same face, you've got the same driver's license. But other than that, you're totally unrecognizable because the Spirit of God has transformed you into a new creature. That can happen. It can happen to you. And it happened to these believers in Jerusalem. And because it happened, the church was born. And because it happened in Jerusalem, it could happen again. So it happened in Antioch. It happened in Ephesus and in Corinth and and in Thessalonica. And because it happened there, the church was born by the power of the Spirit, then the Spirit of God could blow and gather the church wherever we would like. Go back to chapter 1, our theme verses, verses 6 through 8. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. So you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. So you became a model, you see. You became a model, embedded and faithful. You became an example because the Spirit of God moved in you. You became a model by the Spirit of God. It's because by the Spirit of God you received the message. That's the gospel. You received the Word of God with joy even in the middle of the mess by the Spirit of God. And so from you, the message of Jesus rang out. You are embedded. Your presence is God's purpose. And because it happened there, it could happen again in Constantinople and Nicaea, and then it happened again in Rome and in Paris and in London, a city that has our prayers again this morning. And then because it happened in London, it could happen in In Edinburgh and Dublin, and because it happened there, it could happen in New York and Philadelphia and Chicago and St. Louis. You see, because it happened in Jerusalem, it could happen right here. And it did happen. And it is happening. You are the church gathered by the Spirit of God, you are the body of Christ. At work in the world. It is happening right now. How did we come to be the church? How did we come to know Jesus and be saved by His grace? How did we come to to acknowledge Him as Savior and Lord? How did we come to reflect the light of heaven in the places where God has us embedded in our lives, to reflect the light of His glory like gold in the granite? How did all of this happen? It happened by the Spirit of God, by the power of the Spirit, by the Spirit of the living God. Look at verses 16 to 24 with me. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. And on and on and on He goes. Many readers think this is headings for a worship service, this passage. Do you hear how punchy it is? It sounds like a worship order. It's like Paul handed them their, their worship bulletin. You know, look at your worship bulletin and just said, Remember, look, remember, this is how we live. Uh, rejoice, pray. Give thanks. Experience the Spirit in the presence of God. And then the prophecies. The prophecies, he's talking about the Word of God. The Word of God is called the Law and the Prophets. You receive the Word, you measure and understand it. Then the blessing of peace in verse 23, you go out with peace. And the mystery of sanctification means you're going to keep growing in holiness after this. It's a worship service. It's a worship service. Our worship this morning follows the very same pattern here in the sanctuary and over in the worship center. It's the same formation of worship at work. Paul says, look, remember, remember. Worship like this. Why? Because we want to live like this. We want to worship like this because we want to live like Like this, worship shapes us for life. I love that we've been running around with our worship bulletins, taking these selfies all around wherever we are. Why? Because it seems that's exactly what Paul did to encourage the Thessalonian church right when they needed it the most. He said, look, 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 look. Remember, this is your pattern of life. Rejoice. Give thanks. Experience the power of the Spirit Receive the word. Move out in peace and grow in holiness. This is how we live. We want to worship this way because we want to live this way. Let's run through it a little, a little bit more carefully, just a few points. Verse 16 says, Rejoice always. If you have trouble memorizing Scripture, Rejoice always. That's pretty comprehensive, isn't it? Rejoice always. Surely he didn't mean always. How could he mean rejoice always? I don't think Paul understood what it means to be, you know, a generation Xer and to walk around with all the the angst and the ennui, the, the existential pain of, of that vague sense of dissatisfaction that we live with in, in our common era. I don't, I don't think Paul must have gotten that. I don't think Paul was acquainted with suffering. <laughs> eh, rejoice always. When my kids are driving me crazy, we say it with me, rejoice always. When when you're stuck at work and you have the worst boss that was ever a boss, <laughs> rejoice always. When things are hard, when you're scared of your future, rejoice always. When I'm lying on a hospital bed waiting for my body to recover, so I can get on with things, rejoice always when I'm at the final hour and my strength is sapping away and it's all behind me and there's nothing before me in this world. What? Rejoice always. Give thanks in all circumstances. Pray continually. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. This might take some training. Amen? It isn't easy. It might take some Training, it might take some shaping, it might take some practice. It isn't easy to rejoice always, to give thanks in all circumstances, but we worship like this because we want to live like this. And so we train and we practice and we're formed because we know it isn't easy, but it is possible. And when it happens, when it happens, You reflect the light of heaven. You reflect the glory of Christ in the darkest places of your life. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. I may not be able to give thanks for all circumstances, but I can give thanks in all circumstances because Christ is with me. Rejoice always. Live in the Word, the next part of worship. Live in the Word. Do not treat the prophecies that's talking about the Word of God with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. Live in the Word of God. Don't hold the Bible in contempt. Live in the Word of God. Strive to live in and under the Word of God. Hold on to what is good and flee what is evil as good and evil are defined by the holy Word of God. Live in the Word. We worship this way because we want to live this way. And how do we do it? It's right in the middle, verse 19. Oh boy, it's Pentecost Sunday. Do not quench the Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you are able. You are able to lift a song out of the darkest hour by the power of the Holy Spirit. You're able to hear and understand and sometimes even obey the Word of God. Not by your power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. When you come to Christ, it isn't that you were living in one direction and then you found some information on Christian living and decided to live a little bit more that direction. No, no, no. You were dead in your trespasses and sins and you were made alive again by the power of the Spirit of God. You were in darkness and the light of Christ broke over you by the power of the Spirit of God. You were in chains, you were in prison, and the chains broke and the prison door flew open by the power of the Spirit of God. Do not quench the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God lights a fire of faith in your heart. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't throw a wet blanket over that fire of faith. No, 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 fan it into flame. Nurture it. The Holy Spirit blows across the coals of the altar of your heart until they burst into flame again. And when your heart is on fire for God, you can offer a sacrifice of praise in all circumstances, no matter what you face, by the power of the Spirit amen. We want to worship this way because we want to live this way. God is doing things enormous and beautiful. The church we have been, we have been by the power of the Spirit. The church we are right now, this morning, we are today By the power of the Spirit of God. And what God is about to do, the church that we will be, we will be by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit of God. I want us to be embedded and faithful. I want us to live as though our presence is God's purpose, as though He puts us where we are for a reason. I want to reflect the light of heaven, the light of the glory of God as best as I'm able for my Lord Jesus Christ. I want to shine like gold and granite. I want to to let people know the joys of the heavenly kingdom. And I can only do it. We can only do it. We can only hope to do it by the power of the Spirit of the living God. As I close this sermon and close this series and we walk faithfully toward the table of Jesus Christ, I close with these words from verse 24. How will it happen? Who will bring it about? Under whose authority and power and and for whose glory? Look at these words. The one calls you is faithful he will do it Lord bless your people as we seek you we pray Lord that every heart that turns towards you would immediately know your light your glory and your grace we pray Lord that you would draw us to your, your table of holy communion where we can be with you and abide in you and know your strength by the power of the spirit in Jesus name Amen Thanks for listening to our First Prez podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.first-prez.org.